I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Hello and welcome back to Snacks with Stein. I'm Christy. Danielle is in California and Mm -hmm. we are hanging out. We're bringing you a new episode. It's a new kind of episode today, even though we've done something like this before for Fear Street. We are going to be covering the Just Beyond series on Disney Plus by Arl Stein. And we're going to be talking about episode one today. Um, But before we do, we're going to catch up for a minute. Um, what's going down, Danielle? What's hanging? What are your plans for Christmas time? We just got back from Disney, so I'm very tired. But other than that, all is well. Work's ending. Thank the Lord. Just have a few more days of work. And then Christmas is going to be chill. It's always chill now. Now that everyone's kind of scattered, it's pretty chill, you know? You go to my grandma's, do stuff with my mom. And then since COVID, we haven't done the big get-together with Mike's family, so that kind of eliminates some of the hecticness, but we miss it, but we're still not – everyone's still kind of scattered, but it'll be good. I like presents, and I like tamales, so I'm happy. Yay! I try (laughs) to think back to those Christmases before kids, and it's like, we just hang out in our underwear and, like, watch movies. (laughs) It's kind of fun when you don't have to run places and do things. Yeah. I've never had that. I've always just ran around, like, family to family. Being a divorced child, just run around. Like, that's – Twice the presents, right? Twice the presents. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Twice the presents. (laughs) Twice the stuff. It's like, like, yes. Run around with a loot bag, just getting all your stuff. Like, this is great. I love Christmas. This is great. The best Christmas. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we're we're doing. We don't have anything planned because we're going to Disney in January. So we're just hanging out with right. our family, which I'm kind of excited about because I like my family and I like being home. So <laughs> that's gonna be fun. It's the best. So we're gonna watch some movies and hang out. I've got crafts. I've got some crochet to work on. Uh, I'll be able to see it because apparently I'm getting glasses. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. Like a kick to my soul. <laughs> if you Aww. did, if you didn't feel old already, um, yeah, it's been a. So you, so you've never had glasses or contacts ever. Never. Up until this point. Oh my god. I know. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, I for the last probably like four months. Uh, You know, I'm a costume designer and I crochet and I do a lot of things kind of up close. Um, And then if if I'm I'm usually at it for a number of hours a day, I know I'm going to dispel a little myth about people who work from home. They work all day. They never, never stop. So I'm probably eight hours a day in the studio or on the computer working with, you know, the website and things of that nature. And then when I look up and try to look across the room... It's like fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Um, and it started to physically hurt. Like my eyes will f- physically hurt and not be able to open, or like my face, like the muscles in my face will be so contorted, like it's bad. So I'm told Ouch. that that's pretty normal um, because I have like perfect far vision. I have 2020 far vision. So people with okay. good far vision, the doctor says, I can little little science lesson here. I was just there yesterday. He says mm-hmm. that people with far vision, when you they notice it earlier, like so when you start to approach 40, which I'm 38, I'm almost 40, your eyes just have trouble like bouncing back. It's like you're focused up close for so long and then you try to focus in like a mid-distance and it's like your eyes are just slower to kind of bounce that reflection back or whatever. So I'm actually getting... Mm-hmm bifocals but they don't call them that anymore it's like progressive lenses yeah, i think my mom has those right mm-hmm. so it's in the, the so like when you look down it corrects it and then when you look up 
it won't mess it up because if it's it's like one or the other, he either corrects my near vision and then I won't be able to say shit with him on far vision or <laughs> like I have to have the blendy kind where it corrects when I look down, but not when I look up. Yeah. So I picked up some glasses and they'll be ready I love in like glasses. two weeks. I've had to wear glasses since high school. So like late high school. So it's glasses and contacts. So it's nothing – it's not a big deal to me. You'll be fine. You'll be okay. That's what my There's husband so says. He's worn them for like 12 years. I got I'll, – I'll send you a picture. Oh. Um, I don't know that I will post a picture because Danielle and I aren't the kind of podcast people that post pictures of our faces. But I will We're, send you a picture so yes. you can see. They're like a Ralph Lauren. They're like brown and pink. Nice. Yeah. I tried on and like every pair. Them, you can always try them. Yeah. If you hate, hate them. I guess. Well, the whole thing was like either I could get readers and then like continuously take them on and put them on. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Like I will lose them. They will scratch. Like I just need something I can put on and forget about it. So there you go. Hot off the presses. Everybody cares. I'm sure Christy's getting glasses. (laughs) Good job. It's a big deal. It's a big big deal. I guess so. But anyway, so let's get into this. I don't. Are you having any snacks? We didn't. Prepare no, I'm not having any it's snacks. okay. I have yeah. some. I have some tea. With me, this isn't our regular so like snacks. structured episode. We're kind of loosey goosey. So it's fine. We're flying, <laughs> flying by the seat of our pants here. Yeah, I got tea. So yeah, is a snack. Good. We'll, <laughs> we'll drink the tea, and we are going to talk about this new show. Um. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to do it a lot like we do. We're going to go all the way through the plot. We're going to dissect some elements of it that we think are cool. And you guys let us know in the Facebook group if you agree, don't agree, saw it, didn't see it, whatever. So on Disney Plus, and the first thing that comes up is this, like, this intro, right? And I assume that this is the intro for all episodes going forward. And, like, right off the bat in this intro, I saw this, like, scary white face dude. And it immediately made me think of um, that Buffy episode with the gentleman. Yes. Do you remember? Of course I remember. I think every child or whatever, every person of age who watched that show still has nightmares about the gentleman. Okay, yeah. If you have not seen it, <laughs> look like look it up, listeners who are listening. It's on YouTube. Just don't Google like any, the gentleman. No, you don't. Find them. <laughs> it's definitely one of like the it better was- Buffy episodes. <laughs> the design for the characters is similar a little bit, but the gentlemen were definitely scarier. Like they had big teeth. They scary, yeah. they mm-hmm. floated from place to place, which made it way worse. Yeah. Um, it was awful. But so I yeah, think that- this guy in the trailer, he kind of whatever intro kind of gave me the gentleman, and then also Slenderman vibes yes. too. Little yes. And it's it must have like triggered that mom thing on me because like immediately that switch kind of like flipped of like, okay, is this gonna be too scary for my kids? Because yeah. gentlemen scared the shit out of me. So I was like, ooh, maybe this isn't for my <laughs> kids. Um, who are almost yeah. now both like preteens and can handle some scare, but like not a ton. Um mm-hmm. but what was interesting um is that the in general, the, the the intro gave me, like, two impressions, okay? Once you watch all the way through it, you can see that, number one, yes, it's still for kids. It'll be fine. Some of the effects are, like, instantly really cheesy, right? Which kind of helps, like, blunt yeah. the scare for, for kids. So, sure. and, but also, number two, it's probably going to be for kids who can handle it. Because it was a weird mix of, like, this is a cheesy kid show kind of thing, but also, like... There were a couple legit horror elements in there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, yeah. I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not sure what to expect at this point, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I like the intro. It was pretty cool. I, yeah, I did. It made me excited and it made me kind of confused about what we're going to get here. So yeah, so the intro plays and then the uh, the episode starts. We start in the school hallways. And my first question is, is this a high school? Because they all look really young. Yeah. I want to say I it's middle it school, but it's probably high school, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
we're jumping ahead, but later she says she's 14. So that would probably so she's a I mean it would freshman. make her it would make her an old eighth grader or it would make it makes her a freshman. Yeah, the, okay. a, a younger freshman. Younger well, I was I was 13, almost 14 in my freshman year because I'm like the younger end of the birthday spectrum. Right. You know, so she could be in that same, you know. Same deal. Yeah, yeah I think it is high school, old, even though they all look person. really young for me for being in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the other other thing I noticed, like, these kids are super cool. Like, they're they're way cool. They're walking, like, through the halls. Everyone's wearing wireless headphones. Um, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> in, like, various varieties, right? And they're all listening to something yep. different. They're showing us... Mm-hmm. You know, that they're all just operating day to day with their own personal soundtrack, which would have been actually helpful in high school. But I'm pretty sure they had rules in my school about stuff at school like that. I don't know. I don't think you were allowed to have headphones I don't on think you were. I think it was Unless one of those it was lunchtime. damn yeah. kids and their music kind of thing. Like, <laughs> you weren't allowed. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we get walked through like a couple of different kids listening to different things on their headphones and then we get, uh, centered on our heroine and I wrote, our heroine looks familiar, but I can't place her. (laughs) Is this the kid from the Conjuring movies? No. The one that played their daughter? No. She wasn't in Annabelle Comes Home? She was in Annabelle. Yes, I'm sorry. She was in Annabelle. I always forget. I'm th- I was thinking like The Conjuring proper. No, 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 um, no, no, no right. She was in Annabelle. She was in Annabelle, but she is all. She has most recently been in the new Ghostbusters. She plays the main character and main girl character in the new Ghostbusters, and she was in Haunting of Hill House. She played one of the kids um, in Haunting of Hill House, which was on Netflix two years ago now. So oh, okay, yeah, two years. So those are the two most recent things she's been in. But you're right. She was in Annabelle. Yeah, Mm because when I first saw her, I was like, okay, where do I know her? Where do I know her? And then I was like, is this the one from Annabelle Comes Home? Yeah. That's the one where she's like home with the babysitter and they like. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That was a good Mm -hmm. one. I liked that one. Um, Okay. Her name is. Really good. Say it again. She's really good in Ghostbusters and she was really good in. um, so I haven't seen Ghostbusters. Is she supposed to be Egon's daughter? Granddaughter? Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she really doesn't look like herself. Like, she looks so mature and, like, older in this. And then she looks really young. Like she I was going to really say, I feel like from the previews, I thought that girl was younger. But it's her. I think it's because she doesn't really, she didn't really have any makeup. And, like, she has this kind of not very cute curly hair. And these big bottle clap glasses. You know, she's very – to me, she's like a girl Egon, which I guess is the point. Sure. You know, but she just looks like a little Egon, but a girl. Right. <laughs> you know, with that kind of twisty curly hair and like the big glasses. So it's a totally different – and she's very – and she's dressed in like overalls and kind of like goofy clothes. And it's not – she's not She's not very like cute like she is in this, in this in show. In this show. Okay. So she looks very different. Well, okay, so in this yeah, – But she's really good. In it. this show, her name is Veronica – and she's, I think her song is uh, Green Day, right? She's yes. listening to Green Day. Um, and she's also got that like green army jacket. Like she's very kind of like emo militant hippie kid happening. Yeah. <laughs> There's many patches yeah. on her jacket. If that helps you know where she's at in her <laughs> life. Like a lot of patches, a <laughs> lot of patches. Um, she's being escorted to the principal's office where she informs the girl sitting next to her that quote the planet is dying and to quote get your head in the game which was adorable (laughs) (laughs) so she goes in the principal's office and this principal is like very typical like overworked school principal it's like I'm trying to care but I also just want to get home and drink Chardonnay like papers so many papers. why are there so many papers <laughs> so, and the, the principal's like she's very confused she's like you know why are you here yeah. you don't have any quote real problems you've got like a nice home and a nice family um but you know for some reason veronica has come back from summer break with an attitude problem that is extremely <laughs> adorable okay she's on a freaking mission 
to save <laughs> the planet. She gives no fucks. She will protest and do whatever is necessary, including what she's in the principal's office for currently, which is trying to incite an uprising at school against the beef being served there. <laughs> and apparently it's not the first time. I think what she's say like yeah. seven times she's tried to pull some shit like this. She's on number nine. She's on number nine. nine. Well, apparently nine is the charm. And now she is yeah. suspended from school, which she seems shocked by. But... I find it hard to believe that she hadn't been warned before now. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know why you didn't realize that it was going to be. I can't. That you were up to nine. This was the end, the end for you. <laughs> exactly. You should know by now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so mom and dad are not happy, right? We go back to the house. We've told mom and dad we're suspended. They're not happy. They think that their daughter is on a mission, or they do not think the fact that their daughter is on a mission to make the world a better place is adorable. They just want their happy, perky little girl back. Yep. The one who went to Froyo. Yeah, she ate, you know, yeah, Froyo, and she was smiling. They don't want her to grow emotionally or mature at all. Right. The parents seemed like really old. Like I don't. They know. did, didn't they? My Way too old to be her parents. parents. Yeah, my parents never seemed that old to me. And I'm like, these parents, like the mom. I'm like the mom. She looked like sixty. So like old. how old were you when you had this kid? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were. It was. They were weird parents. I was like, this is a weird parent, but okay, it's a TV show. It's did fine. they get like somebody's aunt or something? Because they. Yeah. wanted a budget okay but um yeah they're like we have a high dollar budget so so and the answer that veronica gives for all of her bs is she's like she's she's just aware like she's she's now aware of like all these like harsh realities in the world and she's she wants to fight back she wants to make a difference yeah. uh, but her parents don't care about any of that they just want her to smile and be happy and shit not rock the boat and you know go to school and all the things so much so that they are sending her to a boarding school for, quote, difficult girls. <laughs> I mean, this is a little bit of an overreaction, right? Yeah, right. No, no it's one was like, injured. Nothing was set on fire. <laughs> right. All she wants to do is save the planet. And you're like, look. We can't you gotta go to you anymore. School. Yeah, exactly. Like, we need you to live away from us now. Like, but no threats were made via Twitter. <laughs> you bet she's not smiling. So please go work your shit out yeah. so that you can come live in our house again. Um, we cannot. Yeah, we, we don't know what to do with your silliness, basically. Um, yeah, they're like, nope, sorry, Missy. Off to boarding school you go. So, yep. at least the theme of, like, truly shitty, non-present parents is consistent. Continue. Yeah. We've, <laughs> he's staying true to himself here. Good for you, buddy. Yep. Um, let's see. They are very non- they, it's like they're trying to be proactive, but in the wrong way. I don't think they're trying to be proactive. I. That's a huge... Well... Well, they are in their own way, though, because they think that's what's the best thing to do, whereas, like, it should be, okay, let's talk to her about, like, what she's feeling and stuff like that. They're just – they're just getting rid of her. Well, but that's but, like, how they I feel, feel like is best. Even that conversation probably should have happened before, like, I don't know, maybe time number five in the principal's office. Right. Like, after time two or three is when I would start to get upset, but apparently they just kind of, like, left yeah. it up to fate till now – and it's like now that she's really suspended and there's some like real world consequences, now they feel like they have to yeah. take action. Yeah. Whatever. Ugh. You know how I feel about those kind of parents. Uh -oh. um, I know, I know. Also, you would never do I that. I would never do that shit. Please. Also, I want to note that this is beautifully filmed. I was very impressed. Um, this is not a low budget BS thing from disney like in the time of evil bob 
like JPEG, I really kind of thought this might be kind of a throwaway kind of a thing. But this is great. Like, we got some beautiful aerial shots of, like, us driving to this, like, gorgeous boarding school. Like, out in the woods somewhere. You know, the costumes were very well done. I didn't get... Like even a smattering of low budget from this, so that's that's great. No, didn't feel low budget. Not at all. Um, so we abruptly arrive at boarding school. We are now at Miss Genevieve's School for Difficult Girls, and it's just like you think it would be. It's a tall gray stone building. Um, but I guess here's here's where I break a little bit from the. It's supposed to be scary and intimidating. But I'm kind of over here like, when do I get to go to Hogwarts? Like, is there a four-poster bed in there? Um, (laughs) Do we get to wear matching scarves? Right. You know, like the girls are all walking around in school uniforms, like right out of the late 50s, right? Their headbands and all. Very 50s. Very 50s vibe. Um, And then I wrote, and damn. Miss Genevieve, can we take a moment, please, for the outfit and the hair? The hair was so cute. I loved the hair. I did love the hair. However, I will say, first off, this is a very thin actress, but they have her in a corset. And she has the tiniest waist. Tiny. Tiny, tiny. She's very small. She's small to start with. Yeah, it's like that... um, Victorian thing where your your waist was supposed to be like the width of your man's hand or something. It's like that. Like oh she's God. tiny. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, what's with the victory rolls? Because that's my only part. Like I love it. It's cute. But it's the wrong it. time period. Yeah, true. But I'm the only one who I cares like about that. I'm not going to go on at length about costume inaccuracies. I liked the victory rolls. No, they were cute. But, but my first was thought was like, that's not you right. You are correct. It is not right. You are correct. But they were cute. (laughs) Um, And part of the girl's uniform is this like 60s flip, right? 60s flip and headband. They all have the same haircut. They all have it and look exactly alike. And it's pretty gross. Yes. Yes. Um, So Miss Genevieve is giving Veronica and her parents like a tour of the grounds. She's introducing them to their daughter's roommate, Heather who is exactly what you'd think she'd be. She's an ass kicker. She, or excuse me, an ass kisser. She immediately tells on Veronica <laughs> for chewing gum. Miss yep. Genevieve tells Veronica that they don't allow gum. And Veronica kind of gives her, you know, fuck you look and walks over and slowly places her chewed gum on a nearby lamppost. To her parents' horror. It's like, seriously, parents, you need to calm down. It's gum. It's gum. It's going to be all right. But Miss Genevieve promises that when Veronica's parents come next, they'll see their daughter has perfect manners. Great. Don't ask questions. Just leave. It's fine. Nope. And they do. I know. Like, if I was a parent, if I was a parent and rolled up there, I would kind of be like, wow, these girls kind of look weird. Like, they're all look alike and all this weird hair and I don't know if I'd want my child to like have their hair cut like just because I don't know it's like very military you know like they had to shave their head in the military right or they used to so like that was the thing but I would still be like this is in the military they don't need to do that why are they doing that I would have a lot of questions I would have a lot of questions about the hair and like the uniform is maybe not so much because uniforms are standard at boarding school but the style of them was kind of weird and like the what's her face the teacher her whole attitude is just very weird like I would have a lot of questions before I just left my child there (laughs) I think the idea of boarding school for me I'm very split about Because on one hand, I've got this romanticized, like, idea about, like, you know, novels that you've read about rich girls being sent to boarding school. And, you know, you think about, like, Hogwarts and you think about, like, you know, these this fantastical, like, life that you had where you were an adult as a child. Um, 
you know, and what would that be like? And, you know, what, what kind of things would be born out of that, having that much freedom all the time. And then on the other hand, I think about like all the horrific things that have happened to children in boarding schools. (laughs) Right. Also, I'm a weirdo who likes my kids. I miss them when they're at school. I could never handle that. Never could I handle that. I can't even like, yeah, my mother-in-law floated the idea one time of like sending the kids to her house for like a month in the summer. Never going to happen. You're never getting my children for more than like a couple of days and probably not (laughs) when I'm not there. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. You're the rare you're the rare parent who likes it. <laughs> I do. I like my kids and my kids like me. My yeah. my son gave me a hug when he got in the car today. He's like, I missed you today. I was like, I missed you too. Oh. Like no way with the boarding school. Send him away because he still hugs you. That's why they sent Veronica away because she didn't hug them anymore. So he did, you don't have to send him away because he's still So if he starts wearing guy liner and ignoring me, then I'm well within my rights to just like ship him out of my house. Yeah. Cool. Ship him off. Like, get your shit together, son. Mm, I feel like we'd probably go pick out some guy liner so we got the correct shade. Um Well, if you were Veronica's parents. You'd go, you'd have to, you'd send Yeah, they give no fucks. They they pull okay. away after this very short explanation of why everyone looks like a freak. Yeah. And Heather goes to show Veronica their room. Which is fucking amazing. There's a window seat. It's so cute. It's, it's not Hogwarts level amazing. But it's cool. But it's cool. It's I know I'm supposed to be scared and all that, but look, like... We've got the Hogwarts building. We've got beautiful grounds. We've got no parents. And me personally, I look cute as hell in a 60s flip and some knee socks. Like, and now there's a window seat. I love a 60s flip. Yeah. I wouldn't have been upset with, I wouldn't have been upset with that hair. Like, honestly, like I flipped my hair. I still flip my hair like an idiot, even though it's not in style anymore. But I still flip my hair because I can't stop. And so, okay, so this is, I'll go back in time and be more old. So I started the flip. Because not so much the 60s flip, but kind of. But I heard flipping my hair out the non stylish way because of the Josie and the Pussycats movie. <gasps> I love the Josie because and I the Pussycats wanted to be movie. Josie and Josie and the Pussycats. And so I still flip my hair that way. And so I would have, like, how she had, like, the flip out. I sat there and I flipped my hair out through all of my life. And everyone's like, why do you flip your hair like that? And I couldn't be like, because I wanted to be Josie, Josie and the Pussycats. But I did. And so I would have been very happy with a 60s flip. I would have been like, hell yeah, sign me up for that hairdo. It's super cute. I love Josie and the Pussycats. That came out when I worked at the video store. So we used to play it in the store all the time when nobody was in there. Um, What's the name of the boy band in that movie? Forever. I cannot remember their name, but I remember that their hit single was Back Door Lover. Coming from behind with a light down low. It was Jour. That's what it was. I think it was Yes. (laughs) Love it. And it was like Seth Green and he had a monkey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So great. That movie, yeah. Like there's There's good flip in that movie. My people. Yeah. My people are the people who love that movie. Yeah, that's a great movie. If I find you and you love that movie, I'm like, you're my because you understand that movie was so ahead of it its was. time with like the commentary on just the state of yeah. everything and like the state of fame and the media and all that. So ahead of its time and so underappreciated, but it is genius. So <laughs> it is so, so good. good. And the soundtrack is amazing. Good. Who I, I don't know who sang their songs. I forgot now, but they were amazing. They were on like the top and I 10 still for still listen to that soundtrack to this day. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was fantastic. Yeah, that movie had good hair flip. And there was another one where the cheerleaders rob a bank or a grocery store. Oh, I like that one too. And they had the mask. Flips and little bows. That one called. Little side part bows. Yeah. I can totally visualize that movie and I just can't think of the name of it right now. Mm. But I know exactly what that movie is. You know what I'm talking about gonna bother me well once you imdb it let me know i know um veronica gets back (laughs) to her room and she calls heather out like immediately for being a snitch about the gum and she tells her you know okay just drop the act you don't have to act perfect around me but heather is not breaking character it becomes clear that whatever this is it's 
real for Heather, at least. Um, you know, Veronica asks about the hair, like, what's the deal with your hair? And Heather explains it's a permanent. Um, and that, you know, Mr. Welsh mm-hmm. gives them to all the girls. Veronica rolls her eyes and she. Oh, I found the name what of is the that? movie. Sugar and Sugar Spice. Sugar and Spice. Yeah, she gets knocked up and has like, she's going to have twins. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they rob a grocery store. Yep. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> this is a good movie. Came out in 2001. Good movie. Was a good movie. Um, if we ever stop doing R.L. Stein podcast, we could cover 90s movies. Um, okay. So Veronica pulls out like a speaker, right? And she kind of hits the on switch on it and immediately starts playing. And Heather like physically stops her. Like in a crazy way. And she tells her music is not allowed at all. And then she snaps back to Happy Heather and says that they're going to have so much fun and leaves. <laughs> Bye. So Heather's actions are robotic, but it can't be that obvious. Yeah. Right? We're not going right. to do this, right? This, like, this Stepford Wives disturbing behavior thing that has been done so many times. Yeah. I wrote here, I hope it's but something more imi- original than that. But it very robotic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't understand that, actually. Like, I, hmm, we'll talk about that later. Uh, remind me to bring it back up because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Okay. Um, so the alarm rings for the next morning, and we see right away that Heather is not the only robot at school. Each girl is marching down the halls in the morning from the bathroom with a matching bathrobe and a smile offering good morning to veronica veronica is understandably confused but she kind of trudges on and she goes down to the dining hall for breakfast she is met with confusion when she asks for a vegan option by the classmate helping to serve (laughs) breakfast (laughs) she's like we're having cheeseburgers if you like that better um i just like how she's like I don't know what that I means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Makes you want to use it, right? Like the next time someone's an asshole, be like, I don't know what that yeah. means. Like, do you have soy air free? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, honestly, some of the food around here. Right? <laughs> so she goes on to California, especially. So California has a <laughs> vegan like, option what? everywhere. 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 <laughs> we have a vegan option. Have a if you're not we don't need if you just eat air out of jars we could probably make that for you like I don't know they like everything. absorb sunlight through their butthole and like they think that's enough yes there's yep I didn't make that up listeners Google that there's a cult out there that yep. like suns that their butthole and they think that they don't have to eat suns their butt. <laughs> right. and they think it's like saving their whole life it's kind of- breatharians Do breatharians you. that's what they're called what breatharians you- oh yes. Yes. Yeah, I know all the cults. That yeah, that's a crazy one. Um, <laughs> so no vegan option for Veronica. She's met with confusion when. Uh, no, I already said that part. She goes on to class where she challenges the old white dude, teaching about his views on the Salem <laughs> witch trials, much to the shock of all the other girls. Uh, we. That was the most bizarre. I mean, I get why they did that setup, but I, like. The way he was talking about the witch trials, I'm like, is this the Fox News of schools? Like, what is this man saying? Oh, 100%. Like, honestly, it was, like, the weirdest, like, and they were terrible children. I'm like, what? They were bad, I'm bad, like, bad children. And goes. she calls them out for it. She's like, actually, probably what happened is they couldn't handle these yeah. kids growing up. So they, you know, they did some shit. And guess what? Mm. Oh, they all died. Sorry, but foreshadowing foreshadowing but we do notice like the whole point of this setup is that we see a standout in the sea of robot girls who are shocked one of the girls who's like sitting behind her doesn't appear to be as scandalized as the rest of them we get a couple of close-ups of of this girl as we kind of open this episode um with various little yeah hints. she's out on the yeah couch. yeah reading a book She's reading a book, but she's also, like, not smiling all the time. She's kind of paying attention to the new yeah. girl. You can mm-hmm. tell that she is uh, different. Because, um, you know, she's the only one we see a little bit of personality with with her. But the teacher kind of, kind of calms everybody in class down there. He's like, don't worry. It's only Veronica's first day. And she hasn't had her hair appointment yet. 
Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so later in the day, we see Veronica and uh, she's walking and she gets called into Miss Genevieve's office. She's waiting there with the infamous Mr. Welch, who we need to take. He needs to take a few measurements ahead of her hair appointment. <laughs> right. OK. I love Mr. Welch. He is the 50s evil orderly that we always wanted. He's bald-headed and mustached, and he's wearing this, like, classic (laughs) all-fuck-you-up white medical coat, like the kind with the buttons that go up one side of your body. I love him. (laughs) He was great. Kind of reminded me of the villain in uh, Sonic. With Sonic's villain. Oh, a little bit. Like a little bit, like yeah. uh, Robotnik. Robotnik. A little bit of a Robotnik mm-hmm. vibe, but I just loved him. When I saw him, I was like, oh, this is so classic. Like, this is all part of the aesthetic, right? It's almost like, um, yeah. He fits yeah. in. Mm-hmm. It's like an old scary movie, like right in, menacing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's like, take. Yeah, because he's kind of big and muscly, mm-hmm. but like, he's, yeah. He's. <laughs> He's trying to take her measurements, right? He's kind of trying to move her head around, and she, like, yells at him to get off her. And Miss Genevieve asks how soon Mr. Welch can do her hair. And he says that he's way too busy with touch-ups, you know, and she kind of puts a little pressure on him. And he revises that to say that maybe he can squeeze her in the following night. And the appointment is scheduled. It's very menacing. So that night, Veronica sneaks out of bed. She's decided that everybody here is nuts. Screw this. She's better on her own anyway. Apparently her parents don't give a shit about her. She's going to take to the open road. She's packed a bag and she is out of here. She walks out the front steps and she sees that there's only, that there is a guard on duty. And before she can take another step, she is Mm -hmm. stopped by the girl we've been getting those close-ups of. That uh, we decided was a little different than everybody else. And she warns Veronica not to take the roads because they patrol those. That she'd be better off going through the woods if she could get over the barbed wire. And this made me think of Toy Story. Like Toy Story 3 (laughs) when they patrol in those little dump trucks. Okay, sorry. Um, Toy Story 3 is way underrated, everybody. It's one of my favorites. Um... (laughs) It's just so, I like it, but it's traumatizing. It's traumatizing, but like, I, <laughs> Michael traumatic. Keaton is Ken. I, I love it so much. <laughs> so this this girl introduces yeah. herself as Claire, but it sounded like clear. Yeah. When she, I was like, I had to run yeah. it back. I was like, did she say clear? But it's Claire, yeah. right? Yes. I think so. Unless they were giving us a very weird, um, Final destination. I guess. <laughs> with clear. Um, she says, you know, it's. Because that was her name and that. It's not fun. safe out here on the steps. You know, Veronica should just like follow her. Right. So they go back to Claire's room. She has out all these sketches of some other girls on her desk. And Veronica asks who these girls are. And Claire explains that these are the last two girls who got caught trying to escape. One of them got caught trying to use the roads and the other one got caught in the woods claire says that you know she might be able to help veronica because she thinks that she's just about memorized the schedule of the guards who patrol the grounds she warns veronica that she doesn't have much time though because her hair appointment is tomorrow night and veronica asks claire like what is going on here like what is this place what is happening why is everyone here insane And Claire's like, okay, well, I'll show you. So Veronica and Claire, they run across the school lawn and they sneak into this huge air vent. Why the school needs an an air vent that is six feet in diameter, (laughs) I don't know. Like, (laughs) easily, like no crawling for these girls. They can walk right in. Um, And they do. They walk into Mr. (laughs) Welch's laboratory. And it is amazing. There's like so many blinking lights and control panels and like <laughs> a big steel chair in the middle of the room. And there's a young girl strapped in. 
they really did such a good job with this aesthetic. Like it's very, yeah, very fifties sci-fi horror movie, like all the things, right? Mm-hmm. And the blonde girl hey. in the chair seems to have this like long straight hair, and Mrs. Genevieve. Yeah, that it was. was. She's she's standing in front of her and she's asking her why she was disruptive in class. And the girl's confused. Like she she explains she she's not sure. She doesn't she doesn't feel like herself. Like she doesn't know what's going on. And Miss Genevieve explains yeah. she just needs a little touch up. And then these metal straps pop out of the chair and they hold the girl down. And now she's struggling and she's begging. She's begging Miss Genevieve to let her go. And Miss Genevieve just kind of shushes her and smiles. And you know what it made me think of? It made me think of, um, and I forget the character's name, but it's the it's the lady from the Golden Compass. Oh. Miss, um, what the frick is her name? She's real mean, though. Like she's Yeah, like, but yeah. even throughout that, she kept trying to, like, convince Lyra that, like, it was yeah. for her own good and, like, you right. know, whatever. And But it was – it was I had a very similar vibe yeah. between this and that scene where yeah. they're cutting their demons mm-hmm. away. Her name is just, like, gone out of my brain. And I, I know exactly who you're talking Golden about. Golden Compass is a fantastic book. If you, <laughs> any of you haven't read it, you need to read it. Yeah. Um, read the books. They're amazing. Do not watch no, the Disney movie. read the books. Watch – the HBO show is very good. Um, it is very good. Very different. Very dark. But the books, the, are, the dark. books are dark. But very, very good. The show, HBO show is very good. It's more faithful adaptation. There's good actors in it. Um, but yeah, the books are fantastic. So, but despite all this girl's begging, uh, right, Mr. Welch moves what looks like a big fishbowl kind of hairdryer and puts it like over her head. And he walks over and he pushes like a very menacing yellow button. And from in the catwalk above, we hear Claire explaining to Veronica while all this is going down that this, um, you know, permanent is what they're saying. This permanent, it doesn't work on on Claire. So Claire had like a skateboarding injury when she was little. And they had to put a steel Mm -hmm. plate in front of her head. And she thinks that... Like, that's what blocks whatever the machine does to them. So there's, like, there's air blowing. Which was kind of... That was really random. It's super random and completely <laughs> unbelievable because I feel like if you had a plate that big in your head, you'd have some kind of scarring. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful right? skin. <laughs> um, so the, the air blows down this blonde girl. There's, like fl- like, fog. And then when the dryer comes up, the blonde girl now has that perfect 60s flip again. And she's smiling yep. and she's happy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm a bad person. I wrote, this Genevieve's mole <laughs> is so distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of this action and all I can do is look at mole, mole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Moles are beautiful. I'm sorry. Uh, it was very distracting. Um, of course. We were, it was ruined. Was that Austin yeah, Powers? That it was. was it was funny because that guy was the mole. Get it? Uh, okay. Sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> so of course uh, that's when the girls decide okay it's time to leave and they like kick a screw from the catwalk and the sound of it hitting the floor is heard by both Miss Genevieve and Mr. Welsh and she signals for him to pursue whoever was on the catwalk so he picks up a big ass plumber's wrench and starts to follow them <laughs> it was so, so big. big like you're not gonna like knock somebody you're gonna straight up kill somebody with that um it was very big so they sneak back into the air vent and seem to have gotten away if i'm mr welch i'd probably be checking the human-sized air vent first but (laughs) fine um 
<laughs> so they're sitting in the tunnel and Claire explains that their parents don't know what's really going on at the school. And what's more, they don't really care. She thinks that her parents are just afraid of them growing up. And Veronica asks why Claire stays. Why doesn't Claire just, you know, escape if she has the, the route memorized? And Claire explains that she came to school with her best friend, Mary, who, after receiving her haircut, didn't even know who Claire was. And Claire can't leave her behind. She wants to find a way to save Mary. And Veronica suggests that maybe if the salon can brainwipe you, it could bring you back. Maybe that's the key to saving Mary. But this little strategy session is broken up by a guard walking up the path and Veronica sneaks back to her room. The next day, Veronica goes down to breakfast and she's called out by Miss Genevieve for whistling, which apparently is also against the rules. She has Sheldon Cooper rules about whistling. Um, And she goes on this like mini villain speech about like how all rebellious girls are alike and blah, blah, blah. And she wants Veronica. She's ready to take Veronica to the salon personally. So she's like, come see me at the dinner bell. I'm going to personally walk you down there. Uh, to get your hair done. Veronica sees, you know, she's actually in real danger. Now it's time to go. So she runs to Claire's room. But when she gets there, Claire has been brain fried. Claire explains that she remembers last night being taken by the guards and that somehow Mr. Welch found out about the plate in her head. And then she just knows that she feels happy. And that things just became clear. Okay. That doesn't make sense, but we're going to move on. Um, The next scene is Veronica on her bed. And the supper time bell rings. Also, I noticed here, their skirts are kind of short. You'd think that, like, it'd be at least knee length. Whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. Veronica tries to talk to Heather. She asks her if it's nice not caring about anything. If she's happy, she wonders what Heather was like before she got there. And Veronica seems to have resigned herself to getting this brain wipe procedure done. She explains to Heather that she know that she wants to know what it feels like to be, you know, just happy and unconcerned. She actually was happy before she realized the world like had all these problems. She's not opposed to going back to that state of mind again. So she's ready and she's saying goodbye and she even gives Heather the speaker from that first scene um, as something to remember her by because she knows that she's about to like willingly get rid of her own personality. And remember that music is strictly forbidden. So Heather takes the speaker and struggles to hit the play button. The song plays and Heather grabs her head in pain and Veronica stops the speaker and Heather seems to snap out of it. She doesn't even know who Veronica is, and she asks her what they're doing there. Heather flips out and starts, like, yelling about why she looks the way she does. And it's funny because she hates pink. (laughs) She's like, I'm wearing pink (laughs) shoes. I hate pink. So Veronica's figured it out. Okay, music is the key. She tells Heather, all right, I can explain everything, but first, she needs to listen to her. And there's a fade out while the girls put together this plan. So in the next scene, Veronica comes down to Miss Genevieve's office to be taken down to the salon. She says she's ready to go down, but then she starts kind of like baiting her. And I really thought in this scene that maybe she was recording her or something. Because she keeps asking all these really leading mm-hmm. questions about like why you do it, why you've been here. And Miss Genevieve's like, oh, so you were the one up on the catwalk. So now there's no pretenses about what's about to happen. So I really thought this was like a, we're going to record her and then like send her to jail and whatever. Um, But that's not what happened. But she basically says, you know, like she hates all kids. She thinks they're all disrespectful, whatever. She's going to do like the world a service by doing this to as many kids as she possibly can. And she says all this while she's like, dragging Veronica across the lawn to the lab, right? 
And Veronica signals up to Heather, who is in Miss Genevieve's office, who has brought the speaker and she presses play and the music starts to play. And then she um, engages like the intercom system. So now there is like, I think it's screen day. It's like blaring. It's the yeah, same, it's that yeah. same. It's the same song that she was listening to on her headphones. It's kind of like her theme. I think it's She's a Rebel. <laughs> I think that's it's the Green Day yes. song for like mm-hmm. she's a rebel, yeah, um, and it's playing over the loudspeaker. So you get this like montage of all the girls in all the different areas, kind of like grabbing their heads in pain, and then slowly like snapping out of it. Like they've all been awoken at once. There's this really cute scene where you see Claire wake up, and then she kind of looks across the dining hall, and there's Mary, and Mary has woken up, and they they have a big hug. They just start running out of the school, right? Right past Miss Genevieve, who's, like, telling them to stop and whatever. But, like, they just run past her. They join Veronica on the lawn. And then the last scene is this, like, montage of, like, all these girls to this Green Day song just kind of, like, running out of school. And that's it. That's the ending. It was a cute little. It was a cute montage. It was a cute montage. I have points I want to talk about. Okay, first. Go for it. And I guess it's not that important. But when we very first thought that maybe Heather was a robot, I don't understand how brainwashing would change your movements. Because her her movements were over the top robotic. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. Also, those uniforms were seafoam green polyester, which should be outlawed. If there's a fire, they're all going to die. Um, just saying. All going polyester is a filament. It's not a fiber. It's almost 100% plastic. It melts to your skin. That's why people stopped wearing it. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Um, do you feel like we got gypped on this ending? A little bit. It was very abrupt. Like, I thought the montage was cute. It was very much like, you know, it was like, yay, we're all free. And like, you know, that was cute, you know. And like, they celebrated her. She's like, you know, liberated, whatever. But that was cute. But it was very like, uh. <laughs> like, like what happened to Miss Genevieve? It was abrupt. Like, the worst thing that happened to her was that kids ran by yeah, her. Yeah, I want to know what happened to her. Yeah, I want to know what happened to her. I did the school get Mr. Welch. What happened like, to him? Like, yeah, I want to know. I know what happened to him. I thought mm-hmm. it was abrupt. I would, and I would have liked, I would have liked to have known more about the, um, the fog, like where they got it, where it came from. Well, you know? we get <laughs> almost kind of no thing. backstory uh, about like her or maybe why she hates kids or if she has like a background like did she develop it did mr welch develop it what's his background like we got nothing like we and i get it it's a 30 minute show so i get it you know and they're they are appealing to younger children with a short attention span so i get it but i would have liked that more even if they (laughs) just had like the cops pull up on the lawn then we could infer some yeah. kind of like comeuppance, but we didn't get any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't get any of that. We just, they're all free. And her they're parents still suck, so I guess she now. just got moved to another boarding school. Okay. Or did she say, you know what, guys? You guys have to respect me now. I'm liberated. <laughs> um, and I was trying to like put my finger on it. So I wrote, this has very like eerie PA vibes. Um. More yes. so than the Goosebumps series to me. Uh, it feels older. Yes. Mm-hmm. So far. And so far, anyway. It's almost like Spooksville as well, but but more mm-hmm. budget and without, like, the same cast. Yeah. I got – I definitely got an eerie and neon yeah. vibe pretty quick. That was, like, my first. But I, I've watched – you've only watched this one or did I you watch I just watched this one. Um, so I watched – Three out of the eight, and they kind of change. Spoilers, kidding. They kind of change in okay. tone. So this one's very, this one's very eerie, PA, eerie Indiana. But then you sort it's of get eerie, PA. I, I don't know why I wrote eerie, PA. You're out. right. It's eerie Indiana. Yeah, it's eerie. Indiana. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, you get sort of 
you get sort of goosebumpsy down the road a little bit, a little bit more, you know? So I think they kind of change in tone as the subject of the episode. I, like, I've only watched three of them. There's eight episodes in total. Well, that so follows with the intro, though. Remember we bit. talked about that, how it was like very yeah. – a lot mm-hmm. of different levels. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So it keeps it – intro. I will say that the intro gives, not a way, but reveals some of the themes of other episodes is what it's doing. It's like, oh, you see this and you see this right. and you see, you know, and those things come later, you know, or in the few that I've seen, I've noticed, oh, that was in the intro. Like the Slender Man guy, whatever, you know, he's episode right. two. So that's sort of, you know, they sort of did a reveal within that intro as well. Um, I also wrote, this was written by Seth Graham Smith, who also wrote um, the novels Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, as well as Abraham Lincoln, Vampire oh. Hunter. Nice. Okay. Those are super yeah. fun books. The movies, not so much. The books were great. The books were good. I loved Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this was directed by Mark Webb, who also directed the 2012 Spider-Man reboot, as well as the 2014 sequel, The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. So it has some big behind it that. I tried. For not getting very much press, it has a lot of big names behind it. Yeah, I feel like this is probably like a pet project. Like, oh, I love R.L. Stein. I want to come do yeah. one of the, you know. Yeah. Because um, I don't think we have the same directors yeah. throughout, do we? <laughs> I don't okay. know. I didn't. I, I didn't will check. check. I didn't do my due diligence. We will check the next mm-hmm. next one around. When we review episode two, we'll but I yes. feel like these are meant to be like individual yes. ones where they bring in like different directors and stuff. Yeah, it could be like Mando, right? <laughs> a different episode, different director. Um, I did try to find out where this was filmed because I wanted to see where that like school or institution uh, was. But all I could yes. find out was that. Um, the, this and almost all the Just Beyond episodes were filmed in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, apparently, there's a okay. lot that gets filmed in Atlanta, Georgia, because it's it's more cost effective yeah, for productions right. and tax purposes. That's why there was that whole controversy when they were dealing with the voting laws and other various, you know, political issues that a lot of places were pulling out of working in Atlanta or the surrounding Georgia state right. because there was a lot of political issues happening there. Well, and like, and a lot, this school just seemed really familiar and I have to go back and check, but I think it might be the same, same school they used for vampire Academy. Okay. I did not watch. I did watch it. I was disappointed because I enjoyed the first few vampire Academy books. Um, it kind of jumped the shark after that, but, um, but the movie was shit, but I think it's the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Same place. It's so hard, and you know, it, taking this is a short tangent, but taking YA books, YA being an adult books, and turning them into movies is so difficult. Like it's it's harder than most things. <laughs> like I think it's it's hard to take books into movies in any genre and any age, but YA is so hard because depending on how the writing style is and depending on the subject matter and all that stuff, it either comes over really cheesy or it, you know, they jump the shark with it or, you know, some things just can't be translated. Like Percy Jackson's a great example. Like those books are fantastic. I loved all of those books. I read them, you know, voraciously, even though I was older than the audience was for those books. But the movie was so disappointing, you know, and – there is a new show coming in Disney Plus. I hope it's better because that is a cool universe and could be translated, you know, but it's tough. I think it's that like, what, what happens know, is like tough, you, you know? get people who who like making movies and they – you have yeah. books that have a good universe and then they go, oh, I like right. this universe. I want to make this universe a movie. But the problem is, is a lot of it is interpretive. Yeah. And so everybody interprets it in a different way. Yeah. I think that's part of why Twilight was such a crash and burn um, because Totes. Stephanie Myers did a really good job of keeping the descriptions of the characters open so that you filled in the blanks. Like yeah. 
I never in a million yeah. years would have picked Rob Patterson. Never. Never saw him never. that way. The kid that, oh, the Taylor Lautner that did no. for Jake, never in a million years would I have done that. But that's on purpose. Like she never. does that on purpose so you can fill in what you like. And the problem is, yeah, when you make that into a movie, then people are like, wait, that's not right. That's not how that should right. look. That's not how that person should be. That's not what my be. Edward looks like. like. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Edward was never and – And that's why Harry Potter was so successful <laughs> is because it was the exact opposite because Rowling was very descriptive about her characters and she was very descriptive yeah. about her places and, yeah. and very – like she was almost Tolkien level mm -hmm. with like what everything should look like and they stuck very religiously to that and that's yeah. why it translated. And that's why it's yeah. perfect. <laughs> but no, that's all I got. That's uh, episode Very one, cool. Just Beyond. This episode's called Leave Them Kids Alone. Nice Pink Floyd. Yeah, reference. there was a lot of like. Very musical theme. There were definitely episode. some dudes at the helm of this one. Uh <laughs> but, uh, but I love it. I love the aesthetic. It looked like very old school sci-fi. Um, and we mm -hmm. love that. We love that. It was a very promising beginning. It was. To the show. I'm excited to see what's happening next. It, it's been it's been out a while now. We're kind of we're kind of late to the game. But if you're not watching it, I would suggest watching it, whether you have kids or not. It's a fun. They're all half an hour episodes, so it's There's not a lifetime scary commitment. Nothing scary in this first like, one. You're like little little kids yeah, can watch this nothing one. Scary. It's fine. Yeah, little kids can watch this one. I mean, they the themes might go over little kids' heads. There's nothing but like, scary you know, or gross or weird. Yeah. No, nothing scary yet. And even if you're an adult, they're fun half an hour watches. You know, they're yeah. fun. And they have some big names behind it, which is cool. And it's nice to see. I mean, for my generation who had, you know, quote unquote, scary shows, <laughs> like, you know, Indiana, and we had – are You Afraid of the Dark and Ghost Rider yeah. and those types of things that were on like the scary end of the spectrum. It's I was excited to have that kind of happening again because there isn't really anything like that for kids to have like a kind of a paranormal show. So that isn't stupid. Like my best friend's a ghost, right. you know, <laughs> like that kind of thing. So Yeah, no, um, so far I'm going to totally let my cool kids watch it. I think that. they're going to be excited about it because they liked Spooksville. Um, and that yeah. it was kind of silly it's and scary and spooky and you know different things so so yeah cool cool yeah. yeah let us know what you think in the facebook group if you watched it if you hated it i believe it is i don't know if it's based on any books i want to say it was a graphic novel maybe i think it is um, it was based on a graphic novel totally making that up just beyond was a graphic novel first. okay graphic novel yeah so yeah you can even go and get the graphic novel. I'm interested to see how different they are um, myself. But cool, cool. Yeah. It's a fun one. Check it out. So, yeah, if you like this really random episode about the show, you should leave a review about it. In your review, you can tell us if you like the show or not or if you watched it or if you're like, I don't watch kids' shows. I don't want to pay for <laughs> Right. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's five yes, stars. Yes, five stars. And then say – I don't want to pay for Disney Plus. But then say it's, you know, five stars. So five stars only. Thank, Thank you. you. And then tell a friend to leave us Indeed. five stars. And then you and tell your friend. And they tell their friends. And they tell their friends. And they friends. tell their friends. And they tell two friends. And they And so on. And so on. I love it. And if you get that reference, you're my You are people. Person. Go give us a review. <laughs> we do it for you. So, yeah. So, until next time, my friends, we are out. Like 2021. Good effing bye. <laughs> and goodbye to all of you. Goodbye. Bye.